So Fat Man. So sleazy. This looks kind of weird. The hell are we doing at 10 p.m.? Oh, I'm gonna say. I mean, what are you? What are you talking about? This is, this looks exactly this. As I'm slurring my words. 10 p.m. is a hell of a drug, kids. 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Merca. Well, all I mean, it's of this mark right over here. He's all like, "Oh, hockey! Oh, hockey!" Well, I mean, we can just run the show like we would do it normally in Japan, right? Oh God. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll talk about uh, that on the wrestling show. Welcome everyone, this is Sleazy. This is the Fat Man. And welcome everyone to another late episode, but a wonderful episode of the wrestling show. Today we have Below Me is the man. Below you. Of a, yeah, below me. Below you. The man of a thousand marks. Chip Willie is here with us. Hey guys, how's it going? And of course, to the side of me is a gentleman smoking on, well, it's a blunt because Fuck, that's legal, right? Ryan Williams is, it is here. <laughs> Ryan Williams is here today. Hey, oh, plug. <laughs> he freezes right <laughs> off the bat. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not as fat now as I was in that, and I still have that singlet and my heel bought that singlet. So I should bust it out just to get a new updated non-fat fat Ryan, if that makes sense. Like, <laughs> Oh my goodness. Today we're talking uh, Impact and New Japan, basically sweeping up from the last couple of weeks of just insane number of shows. Um, so uh, let's get started. Uh, let's do Impact first. Always. No. Better show. Why not? Save the better show for last. Which one came first? Dominion. Did it? Yes. Where, what was Dominion's date? 6 612. Oh, Dominion was June 4, bro. Yeah. <coughs> Yesterday Dominion. was the 12th. <laughs> Domin yeah, Dominion wins. Wait, Dominion wins? It was earlier? If it was June yes. 4th, in fact, oh, okay. it was, uh, June 9th. Oh, okay. Cool. Well, uh, it works. Numbers go up. I, I don't. <laughs> Who the fuck does numbers in this fucking thing? Um, I, America? Chip, do you want to run this or do you want me to? Go for it. Okay, so um, anybody watch the pre-show? No. I assume. No, no, no nobody. They have pre-shows? Even the NJPW mark was like, fuck the pre-show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I hope do these are in order. I, I don't. I can't remember the. I'll be perfectly frank with you. Just it was nine days ago. Wikipedia, bro. 
I don't do Wikipedia because I have well, you should. separate things. It, it'll tell you the yeah. order of the fucking card. Why would I do that? You know what? I'm getting this out of the way early. I hope you step on a Lego, you lazy. God fuck. damn it. Three clicks. See what, see what happens when I don't run segments? Yeah. Well, I don't run New Japan. I was going to. Is it me or uh, Ryan freezing? Ryan freezing. Ryan is freezing. Raisins are freezing. Okay, so it isn't. It, after all that, it was in order. Okay, uh, let's start off with Osprey versus Lance Archer. Archer. Um, Who the fuck is Lance Lance Archer. <laughs> it's hard with these Japanese names, damn it. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who. How do you? How do you pronounce? That are always in your mouth, right? How to pronounce <laughs> it? Uh, this is a tournament final match to determine the number one uh, contender for the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship, currently held by Fuck Fuck Kenny Omega. Omega. Thank you. Uh, eight minutes, one second. Fuck Kenny Omega. Uh, I do have Dave Meltzer's ratings for this. It's he gave it four stars. Chip, start with you. I wanted so much more of this match. Um, of course, Dave Meltzer's overrating piece of shit. Um, because it's it was... under 10 minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what we call a callback, ladies and yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> I, I'll give it three. I, 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 I was highly disappointed. Well, I, I'm thinking that uh, a Will Ospreay match and Will Ospreay and Lance after an actual match is in the tag team leading off the fucking show is going to be a heater and it wasn't. So three stars. Wow. Fat man. Wow. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm First close stuff. to Meltzer. Three and three quarters. Shorter match than I thought it would be, but it was still a great match. Um, no surprise on who the winner was going to be. I mean, Oh yeah, you know, knew it was gonna be Will Osprey. So, yeah, I mean, that's all I can say about it. Monsignor Ryan, uh, I I don't watch New Japan. I read up on New Japan. I know most of the New Japan people, but I didn't watch New Japan. So you're gonna get the outsider of not watching it. Cool. Any chance? It just randomly freezes on you. I hate it. Love it. Yeah, there's only an eight-minute match to open a new Japan show, and Osprey's in it. Seems mm-hmm. off to me. The whole match seemed off to me. I what? what? I, I, it was a okay. Here, here's the reality of it. I liked it, but it was kind of a. Did, did you think Archer <laughs> was winning? They didn't no. have time. No, but they didn't have time to tell anything. They didn't have time for it. It's New fight. Japan. They don't have, they can give you 40 minutes and they still won't tell a story. What are you talking about? New Japan tells story. Oh, I I I, I hard disagree with that. You're full see, of shit. Sleazy, see, yes, Sleazy even thinks you're full of shit, Chip. No, I think you're full of shit, Batman. No, uh, let, me, let me just be very clear. I think you're full of shit on this one. They absolutely tell stories, especially in the in the context of a match, a single match. In fact, I dare say they do it more in the context of the single match than they do in a long-term storyline. You don't need to tell a story here. You I'm not saying you story, are. I, I know, but you want to know what the story is here? 
Omega Osprey. Yeah, it, it, it's going to be the rematch. And Ryan, yeah, like, but but that's what it is. This didn't need a story. I guess is why it went eight minutes because nobody fucking thought Archer was going to win. Osprey was the better winner. Like this tournament was made for Osprey. Once they announced the winner was at Forbidden Door too. Right. There's no way Jay Briscoe's winning the world title. There's no fucking way. Uh, will I? Yeah. And that's the thing, though. It, it, Osprey. It, but here, here's the other side of that: is that you'd think that they would have given them a little bit more time to flesh out a match when it was the opener. I, but, I actually do agree with that part. Yeah. Um, it I was guess, surprising. I graded it so hard. I think. Well. Honestly, Chip, I'm closer to you than I am to Meltzer or Fat Man. I gave it three and a quarter. So, but realistically, in this aspect of what we're reviewing, the two people that we would go to technically that watch the product and know more of it would be fucking Meltzer and fucking Chip. Mm-hmm. And they're on the both ends of the spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Uh, Six man, or excuse me, eight man, excuse me, forgive me. Yo, dog, I heard you like tag matches. I do. Uh, Eight man tag, LIJ, which is pretty much everybody, uh, versus just five guys except minus one. Like the stable name doesn't change just because one of them's wrestling in another word. They're just still, the stable is still just five guys. I, I mean, yeah, but... Still. Sleazy thought this was about fast food. <laughs> I thought it was. I, I I was like, give me my burgers now. Um, Sleazy loves five guys going in them, but he hates five guys coming out of them. I disagree. Um, <laughs> nine minutes, 24 seconds. Uh, fuck Dave Meltzer gave it three and a quarter. I I thought he was harsh on this. I like this. I, I, I gave this. Three and three quarters. I really like this stupid thing. But uh Fat Man. <laughs> uh you think he's harsh. Um I give it three. Oh, I good. thought it was a I I, I I I thought it was a good match, and that's literally my notes. Good match. <laughs> oh, I mean my my notes were good too. So good good match. That's it. Like, okay, cool. Good match. Shit. Um Three and a half. Uh, I I just it, it started out as a very slow show in general, and um, it was a good match. So. Okay, Ryan, anything to input here? Oh, as I read the participants, just I was just like, oh shit, now I don't. <laughs> this is this is like me on the sports podcast, sometimes. right? It's just. Just but constantly was... freezing up. It's hilarious. Yeah. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. It's only Ryan too, which is even. Can't, I'm can't. seeing. I'm seeing a little lag on my on my screen, but at least I'm. That not might freezing. be because of. Well, don't forget we're we're st- so. We're streaming live. Yeah. We're streaming live to four different places right now. Ryan's um, the Canadian internet cannot handle it. It just can't handle it. It just simply can't handle it. It's that 56k bullshit. Yeah, well, as long and as we're the also video, doing as long as the video freezes and the voice doesn't, I don't really give a fuck. No, you're it, both, it, they're both freezing. Fuck. 
Um, Catch 2-2, which is Francesco, Akira, and TJP versus the Intergalactic Jet Setters. You fucked it up. Oh. Well, he was off. Yo, dog, I heard you like tag matches. I do. Oh, he got it in. Catch 2-2, Francesco, Akira, TJP, Intergalactic Jet Setters, which is Kushida and Kevin Knight. Yay, TJ. Yay, Ryan Freezing. <laughs> this is for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championships. New champions. Dave Meltzer gave this thing three and a half stars. It was 10 minutes, 38 seconds. Batman, start with you. Underrated piece of shit. I thought this was a great match. Fast pace, lots of action. Again, this was another match where we know who's going to win. So, yeah. But predictable doesn't make it bad. I gave it four stars. Chip. Yeah. Wow. I think for the first time in a long time, me and Fat Man agree. Uh, four stars. I. Uh, oh, so you're right, finally. Cool. I really enjoy it. Of course, I love <clears> 22. <throat> um, they're, they're exciting to watch. And. Kevin Knight is up and coming wrestler. It's looking really good over and strong. And then there's Kushida. So you had four great participants, great pace, great action, four stars. 4.01 stars for me. Fuck. <laughs> you. Only to fuck Fat Man. No, what are you fucking me? You're, you're it, the one that's like an idiot, not me. It would be completely four stars if it wasn't for Fat Man being a. An asshole. Um, okay, I'm being the asshole, but the chip's like, all right, TJP's great. This guy's great. This guy. Oh, then there's Kushida. No, Fuck I said you. Oh, I said the way you said it. You're like, and then no, there's Kushida. No, I mean, look, I'm you thinking, literally said that. I'm thinking, yes, but you took his tone wrong. He was Kushida. like, this, 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 and mm-hmm. Kushida as well. I'm saying Kushida is like we all know how good Kushida is. That's how I meant it. Shit. Fuck you. Don't want cranky old fat man. 4.02 stars. Just a... Fuck <laughs> you. Give another tenth of a point. Or hundred <laughs> Um, The only thing that surprised me more than anything else was the, the titles getting uh, shipped to TJP and Kira. Oh, that didn't um, surprise me at all. I It did surprise me. Um, but otherwise, fantastic match. Great. It, it harkened back to the old times of the the <clears throat> division being just bonkers. Um, but yeah, cool. Uh, match number four, depending on what you're, how you're counting. Singles match for the NJPW World Television Championship. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Matanza Cuerto. Eight minutes, 46 seconds. Dave Meltzer gave it four stars. Chip started us off. I mean, it's it's Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> I'm I'm a fan of his. I always have been. Uh, it was a great match. Four stars. Ryan, you have something to put in? Fuck Zack Sabre. <laughs> he can't even get it in. Sabre. Can't <laughs> even get it in. <laughs> can't get the shit talk By the way, in. one, Golden Knights scored again. They're up 6-1. Two, Ryan's all like, Fuck Zach say 
Fuck Zack Saber Jr. Junior. Fuck Zack Saber Jr. There you Fuck go. Zack Saber Jr. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I agree with both Chip and Meltzer. Four stars. Oh, you guys are wrong. It, it's a fucking Zack Saber Jr. match, and I love Jeff Cobb too. So, shocker, this was a great match for me. I feel like they work together. I love the <clears throat> the um, I actually love the finish of it because it shows once again how good Zack Saber Jr. is in finding a unique way to win. Love it. And of course, I mean, I would love to see them go more than 15 minutes, but with the a lot of parameter due to the type match, it is felt great. Probably one yeah. of the best uh, television uh, or movies, uh, film ticket title matches we've seen in the reign of it. Well done, Chip. I love it. Batman? Um, I gave it three and a half. Uh, it was not a short inspected match. Again, we got the 15 minute time limit, but I actually thought they were going to go the 15. Uh, to be honest, I thought it would be a time limit draw, but it was mm. still a really good match. You know, it is, again, Zack Saber Jr. and Jeff Cobb. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, next match Bishamon, Goto, and Yoshihashi versus uh, House of Torture, uh, which is Evil and Takahashi versus Great Okan and uh, and Aaron Hernair of the United Empire. This was for the vacant IWGP Tag Team Championship and also the strong Openweight Tag Team Championship. This was 13 Vacants. minutes. He's defending in this too. Well, fuck you. I also didn't even no, say, no. yo, dog, I heard you like triple threat tag matches. You love triple threat matches. <laughs> there we go. Um... Fuck Dave Meltzer gave this three and a quarter stars. I'm wrong. Okay. Tell me more. Good match. <laughs> it was good match. Uh, typical, you know, mayhem match. Typical New Japan match. No selling, but it was still good. Like, yeah, it was what it was. <laughs> I gave it three um, stars. I thought it was. I think the wrong kids died. Really? I think House of Torture should have won that match. Boo! Double boo. House of Torture is terrible. That's why I think they should have won the match. Yeah, but it's got Takahashi. The right kids died because I, I love uh, Goto and Yoshi. And like, they're one of the few people that I can see their name and I know who they are. Again, probably the tag team guy in me, but I see their name. I know who they are. And I've never seen them have a bad match. Well, guess what? What do you consider a bad match? Not a lot. You know, there's not. Yeah, there he goes again. Yep. <laughs> Very much sound like that's Canadian fucking terrible. Yeah, Let's try, try something. something. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> Let's see if I can. Let's see if it's that problem I had before that the video was fucking up my. Did that work? I mean, you, you might be. Yeah. Of course. I got a face for radio. Ha! <laughs> you might. We'll we'll uh, we'll continue on and see what happens from there. I mean, it, it, it's it was a 
it was a good match. Um, I was waiting. It was an okay match for a house show then. <laughs> no, I, we'll I, get to I, it. We'll get to it. I'll give I'll give it three stars. Um, you had some really good tag team involved. Right kids definitely died. I don't want to see House of Torture with any type of belt, period. The six mans are fine. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's kind of like New Japan staple, if you ask me. Okay, oh, would you fair. give a chip? I'm sorry. Uh, three stars. So did you rate it yet? The three stars as well. Okay. All right. Okay, next match. We had a gimmick. Now, these are though. pretty hard Asian names. Are you sure you can pronounce them? No. Um, I will try my hardest, though. This was for the Never Open Way Championship. Finley? Finlay. 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 David Finlay versus Elfana Tazimo? Elfani Tazimo. A non Mexican Mexican. Right? I was saying, if you want someone to read Canadian, Ryan's right here. If only I had known. Um, three and three quarters stars from fuck Dave Meltzer. It was 18 minutes and 51 seconds to this point. The longest match on the card. Uh, I'll go first. Um, I liked it, but I gave it three and a half stars. Um, once again, I'm, I'm, I was torn with this because I wasn't sure if you should have Finley drop the title here, but El Fantasma would be the perfect person to drop it to. Especially with the squad they have going on right now? Yeah. Finley, like every leader of Bullet Club, needed a belt right away to solidify the leadership role. Every leader, if you think about it. So Mm -hmm. this belt is perfect because it's not a main belt for Finley to take right away, but you give him a couple, say six months, we'll say. Just to be like the leader of Bullet Club has to be a champion or in contention for major championships. Here's his championship now. We'll see now where Wrestle Kingdom comes or say G1 next year. Because I can't see G1 this year. You know what I mean? Like right. how everything's going to go with Finley. Because he's a heavyweight in the heavyweight division now, I would assume, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes! Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we just won an overtime. How dare uh, you? I, I took your happiness as me knowing shit about New Japan. So fuck oh, you. <laughs> It was definitely double meant. It was definitely double on uh, def- double entendre. No, had two meanings. What does that mean? Word entendre works, I guess. Word. Great. Wording's hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. Journalists here, though. Per- perfect build for Finley in the start of rebuilding the Bullet Club. And exactly. on the other side of that, the Never Open Way Championship has become effectively the de facto Intercontinental title now. Now that the the real Intercontinental title is gone, but yeah, so. but the U.S. title isn't. No, yeah, but, but I'm actually agree- no, I'm agreeing with you though. Like, yeah. Yeah, like it like, is because it's defending in New Japan. Well, we're kind of saying the, that when uh, Carl Anderson had it too. So, yeah, yeah. So it, it makes sense. I, I I was just torn about it because I, I guess I'm an Elf fan. Tasmo Mark, I I don't know. Uh, junior. Heavyweight championship. Um, Takahashi. Literally just you talked about the match. Ah. Oh, really? Yes. 
It's like, oh, well, fuck you guys. And no, I we're going next. The match. I just put over the belt in Finley. <laughs> That's probably why. Well, Fat Man. Uh, over in piece of shit. Uh, it was still a good match. <laughs> Three stars. Too long. This match was too long. It started out hot with Phantasmo, and then it freaking died. It just fell off a cliff out of nowhere. And then it picked back up again when Phantasmo got the heat spot back. Or the comeback back. And that that was it. There was no way Phantasmo was winning this match. Not a, not a chance in hell. Um, but, I yeah, I'm, I was torn like you. Did, was it a good match? Was it not a good match? I gave it three stars, but I'm like, was it really a good match? I don't know. It was just too damn long. This this is the time that Osprey and Archer should have had flip flop those two. Have this be like a fast paced match, fast paced hard hitting match, and give Archer and Osprey the nineteen minutes, and I would have okay. been fine. But yeah, Chip. I've been following this since it started when Jay White left, and I thought ELP should have been the leader, anyways. And I was just like, I liked the match. I did. I mean, it had everything it told what I needed it to, to, to see. Um, three and three quarters for me. Okay. Everyone talk? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Singles match for IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, Romo Takahashi versus Master Wado, who is the best of Super Junior winner. Dave Meltzer gave this 4.75. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Fuck Dave Meltzer. He just, Thank you. Four and three. Fuck Dave Meltzer, yeah. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm just... Chip, start us off. Uh, Four stars. I wasn't a huge fan of this match. I really haven't been. I'm not a huge fan of Master Watto. Um, So, yeah, four stars. God damn it, Dave Bouncer, go fuck yourself. Okay, Batman? Uh, I agree, four stars. Uh, I thought it was a great match. But the pass out spot was pretty stupid because he was it, he was out for like a minute in the hold, so the match didn't end. And then right after, like they, he got to the ropes, he literally got right back up and no sold in anyway. So Ryan's gonna love this. It was dumb. But hey, I didn't, wa- I didn't watch it to tell you it wasn't dumb. But I know one of those guys, so like, <laughs> yeah, that's Mark fun. <laughs> But it was still a great match. They still put on a great match, even though that one spot was dumb. Okay. Um, match was terrible. Four and a half stars. Um, <laughs> the sleazy. Yeah, it, I love this. I thought this was a great way to showcase Master Watto after winning the Best of Super Junior. They did a great job of making him look like a threat to beat Romu. Um, I do agree, and this part part of the reason why I didn't rate it as high as Meltzer or gave it five stars was the the pass out spot was kind of meh. Um, but it's still the rest of the match was really great. Um, 
especially for somebody who honestly I didn't expect to win best of super junior to begin with. And then to have him have this fucking banger of a match. Wow. It was, it was shocking to me. Okay. Oh my goodness. Chaos. Oh, yo, dogger! I heard you like tag team matches. I'm, I will uh, never get I do like trios I, tag team. <laughs> I was gonna say you, you, you messed it up twice. <laughs> okay, first of all, fuck you! I don't normally run these segments. Okay, second of all, out of, you're out of practice. I'm out no, of practice. He's not out of practice. He's the fucking tech guy. Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! But I, but I will notice. Ryan, you're not freezing up as much, so I guess the video is... It is the video. Or or yeah. it's just freezing up while he's not talking as well. <laughs> I mean, six of one. Uh, Chaos, Ishii, Okada, and Tanahashi. Well, actually, technically, Tanahashi's not part of Chaos. Uh, versus the Blackpool Combat Club, who's shown up as John Moxley and Claudio. With, god damn it, the worst fucking nickname in the world, the Roughneck, Shota Umino. Uh, this was for the uh, Never Open Weight Six Man Tag Championship. Um, fuck, Dave Meltzer gave it. Shocker, five stars. Fuck, Dave Meltzer. Fuck, Dave Meltzer. Uh, who did I start with last time? Batman? Chip, you go first. Four and a half. Um, I. It's good. Don't get me wrong. It was it was great, but it wasn't five star. I don't. I I I, I guess he's allegedly doing coke with with Tony Khan again. Um, <laughs> allegedly, I said allegedly. I'm just confirming <laughs> allegedly. Five stars. <laughs> I just. It was. It was. Um. It was it, it was a great match, but it's not five star worthy. So Vegas just scored again seven one in, in the third. <laughs> it's I don't think anyone even cares anymore because it's so yeah. No one cares. Yeah, no one cares about New Jersey. And it's seven thirty over, and, and there's so much partying to do in Vegas tonight. <laughs> yeah. Just hope they don't do what they did in uh, Denver last night. Start shooting people after winning a championship. That was John. I mean, Mar it's Denver. <laughs> John Morant there. God. Oh shit! <laughs> I'll say that for Sunday. <laughs> All right, continue. Oh shit! Okay, uh, you gotta follow the products, Lucy. You gotta follow the product. I, I sure as hell don't. Um, this was great. Uh, I give it. I'm not gonna give it five stars, but definitely four and a half. Um, this what was the a fuck really was it missing. Um, you didn't say that to Chip. I didn't hear it. I'm sorry. What the fuck was it missing? <laughs> I just, I, I, I wanted more. What? Oh, by the way, this was 20 minutes, 37 seconds. I guess I wasn't a fan of, I mean, I know they did it because it is in New Japan and his dad is Red Shoes, but I wasn't a fan of Umina in this match. I would have much rather seen you in it. Or take a shitta. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised take a shitta wasn't a part of this. Yeah, 
That's true too. I really wasn't. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's like you have you all guys these are great- big, The funny thing is like, you guys are giving this four and a half stars and you're like talking shit about it. It's weird. No, I'm, ta- I, oh, I'm talking that, shit that, about one person in the match. Okay. You have this huge fucking lineup of fucking all-star New Japan people on one side. And on the other side, you have this all-star set of AEW guys and Shota. <laughs> I think he's, was he, is he feuding with uh, Okada? Yeah, he's a feuding with Okada right now. Probably which four, is forbidden. That side. Yeah. But it's, it's okay. But here's the thing. No one cared about the match about 30 seconds after the match ended. Because the collective world creamed themselves. I was going to say, my my speaking of this match, is I know these guys, it looks like it had potential to be a great match for the talent that was in the match. I don't give a fuck about the match. It was after the match that got me anywhere so, interested. So, spoiler, I was fast-forwarding from match to match, so I didn't see what was happening. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't see? See, the, I didn't have to watch it. It came up on Reddit. Well, just bring it, up, bring it up for our audience. Tell them what happened. Are you? I'm not on Reddit. Literally, it was shared everywhere: Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. It was all over fucking everywhere. Okay. Cool. The, literally, the collective wrestling community creamed themselves because we had this three-minute promo. Of oh, da- oh, Brett- oh, oh, Danielson. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah but that's, that's what right. that's what it was. That's what going to I didn't realize it was after this match. Yeah, it was right after. Literally, Moxley, Moxley gets on the mic and says, guess what, motherfucker? And then he throws to this three-minute promo with Danielson challenging Okada. And oh, God, yes. And yeah, and everyone creamed themselves. Everyone creamed themselves. Yeah, that's, that's going to be that's going to be great. Yeah, well, I may I may sound like I may sound like I may sound like I'm being sarcastic. I'm really tired. It is really be fucking awesome, and I can't, yeah. can't wait for Forbidden Door. This yeah. is this is the most obvious five star match that's coming. I I am more excited about now. Watch it be last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, especially with that, you're gonna have Danielson and Okada, and then you're gonna have Osprey and Omega again. Yeah, please sign me the fuck up. Oh, and uh, Zack Saber Jr. and uh, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yes, That'll please. be great. That's what mm-hmm. fucking, no! That'll be stupid and great. Yep. And of course you're gonna shoehorn punk in there somewhere. Yeah, we're try- I'm trying to figure out who he's gonna go against. If, you, if they had what do you mean Tanahashi? Get bent. If they had the brains, they put him against Kenta. <laughs> if they had the brains, get bent. Thank you. I was gonna say Kenta. There's this match. This show coming there, up, Forbidden Door Two, is already a six-star show mm-hmm. in the minds of most. Yeah, I yeah, would he, love he to, gotta be Kenta. Like, I would love to see Finn Lay go against Jay White. Um, it would t- carry over from the story when he jumped him. I would, I would do a tag match with Juice Robinson with and- Juice. What bullet club? But but that's bullet club versus bullet club. That makes yeah. no sense. But AEW bullet club, not in J. In uh, two different bullet clubs, because now he yeah. started with AEW. They they've made it clear that they do not recognize bullet club gold in part of the storylines in New Japan. So it's got to it's got to build up to that then. 
I, I would assume that it's building up to some tag match. I still think I I I, I don't want to. I, I I want to see just David and Jay White go at it. Juice Robinson brings Jay White down so much. If you ask me, chips on fire. <laughs> what happens when we do when we do a show at ten o'clock at night? <laughs> I guess so. Chips on fire. Yeah, fucking. Juice Robinson brings everyone down. That's why she left in JPW in the first place. <laughs> All I have I to say disagree. to you, I totally enjoy Juice Robinson and Jay White together on AEW television. I think they're so different that it works so well because the one little mindset they got is wanting to just get the two of them over over the expense of everybody with that Bullet Club style. It's just weird for the Bullet Club style because it's it doesn't stand out in America. And they really, yeah, they're really not taking well to it either. No, like the Bullet Club style in Japan works great because it's basically interference and gang mentality and numbers running in, which is the American style. If you do it over in America, it's just regular wrestling. <laughs> True. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Did I did I read it? I did read it. You read it. I didn't talk about it. Uh, match of the night. I mean, four and a quarter. Mm, that's really it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, and they're I'm like, imagine how much better it would have been if they actually fucking sold. <laughs> True. Wow. It's New Japan though, so. Main event: IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Sonata. Oh my goodness! Still can't get over that. Still weird. Versus. Oh my god. Yoda's Suji. Kim Thank you. <laughs> Um, 17 minutes, one second. Dave Meltzer gave it four and a quarter stars. Fuck him. Can I what? start? Yeah. It was an okay match for a house show, and I think I'm overrating it as an okay match for a house show. This was boring as fuck. 100% boring as fuck. Um, it didn't really pick up until the last three minutes and even then it was also more like there's no way Jay Briscoe's winning the Arby's World title here. <laughs> so, I mean, I... Side I, note, side note, do apologize. We, that shirt should be available for soon on merch. Is it okay match for a house show? No, oh, there's by the no way, way Jay Briscoe's winning the uh, Ram on a World title. <laughs> right. Um, also, worst match of the night. At, yeah. By the way, at an av- as an average match. So, Chip? Uh, my worst match tonight as well, but I didn't even give it an okay in match for a house show. Two stars for me. Um, Sonata, wh- wh- I've never been a fan of his. I don't... What'd you, uh, sorry, Chip, what did you rate it? Two. Two? Two? Yeah. Wow. Um... I just haven't like it was weird. He came back, he had no facial hair, and he cut his hair, and all of a sudden he's the champion. And he doesn't do anything for me as a champion. His his wrestling is boring, if you ask me. Two stars. I actually agree with a lot of what Chip said there. Um, I I don't. I've never bought Sonata as world champion. That, I was just fucking shocked when that happened. I, and it came out of nowhere, too. I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. 
Actually, I could buy him as world champion. Well, then he became, when he dyed his hair and changed his look, I think he changed his style a little bit. And mm-hmm. he didn't change it for the worse. He didn't change it for the better. It was already I agree with that. He was already bad as it was. I, I agree with that. Uh, but here's when he the, was part of the faction, when he when he was like a, a silent member of the faction, it was good. But when he became the focal point of now in JPW, I'm just like, eh. Can we get to the next Kingdom? So, by the way, to- um, ow, shit, that hurts. He's not Flip. holding that till the next Wrestle Kingdom. Flip, no. Flip the um, this match and the never up weight six man titles on the card. This should not have been. Oh, one hundred percent, yes. This should have ended with the six man titles, and but this has serious Triple H Jericho vibes. You know, there was no way they were going to right. top what they just, not just the match, but the announcement yeah. after it, that, that crowd was fucked after that. Yep. There was no way that, that they were going to get anything out of them. So in a way they, they fucked their own champion by doing this. And they fucked a guy that this was going to be his big shot. You know, he just came back from CMLL. This was his first big, you know, main event at a pretty major show in Dominion. And he's good. And he's good. Yeah. But you'd never know it here. No. You'd never know it here. Um, final thoughts on the show. Um, Sleazy, you, you didn't even talk about the match. Oh, just that it was boring as hell. <laughs> I, I, I said it before you said to switch it, but basically I agree with Chip. It was boring sell. It was two stars. Um, and like I said, they fucked, they fucked their main event here. Okay. Um, final thoughts on the show. Great card all in all. Uh, the, the main event was fucked. Um, surprising um, spot, uh, surprising uh, time, um, times for matches throughout the entire show. Things should have gotten more time that didn't and things that got way too much time that could have been caught. There were a couple of matches that were probably would have been better had they had, um, given it a little bit of juice to, uh, fat, Robinson, right. Uh, fat I mean, it was still a good show, but it, I don't think there's besides the six man tag. I just don't, Really, don't really need to go out of your way to watch it. It's all seven out of ten show. Yeah. There was a lot of good, good to, things to watch here. Um, Chip, take us out. If if you would have taken uh, Lance Archer and Will Osprey, giving them more time, taken away from David Finlay's match, I, it would have been an eight eight out of ten for me. But it's only seven out of ten. Okay. Um, that's it for New Japan. Thank God. Somebody else fucking run a segment. Ooh, that's me. Yay! <laughs> Impact Wrestling presents Against All Odds, June 9th, 2023, from Columbus, Ohio. It was in the Ohio Expo Center and State Fairgrounds. Yay. Oh, wait. <laughs> Entire <Hey>. center. <laughs> no, that's in Canada. <laughs> Three matches on the pre-show. Anybody watch them? Nope. 
I watched one, and you know exactly which match I watched. And that was the same match that I watched when we started because we watched this during, like, I watched most of this during trivia too at the same time. But it was the same match I started watching when I got home and put it on, which was, and the other two were, I'm not pronouncing that correctly, UU Uterus defeated Sheldon, Sheldon Jean. Uh, oh Killian goodness. King with t- Taylor Wall defeated Nevaeh. And uh, Dirty Dango lost the Impact Digital Media Championship title match he had against Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. Thank you. Ah, that was actually really good. But I, I like Joe Hendry stuff, and I like heel Dirty Dango, so that's just me. It was a fun match. All right, as I look for a letter. Opening the show, which, okay, I'm getting this out of the way now because I'm really fucking mad about it. Fuck you, Deets. A, for not being on the show. And B, for beating me by one point on the Impact scorecard. (laughs) And I was in the lead going into the last match. And he beat me by one point. So, fuck you to Deets. So, Uh, I'll let you all know. I didn't watch this, but I will listen to it because I had family weekend this weekend. So, Well, sir, you missed a fantastic match and a fantastic show, which was opened by... Frankie Kazarian versus Eddie Edwards in a singles match. Oh. It, uh, hey, Fat Man. Yes. Stat, stats him. Uh, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Christian Thompson from TGR Wrestling gave it three and a half. Uh, I'm going to start. A, because when I looked at the scorecard, it was like, which match is opening it? And I went, this match should open it because it's going to be fucking deadly. And. 12 minutes and 30 seconds was a solid opener for this. Both these guys are good. There wasn't a wrong... There was no wrong kid died in this match. One's former world champion in Eddie Edwards, and Frankie Kazarian should have an impact world title reign before he's done. Yep. Fair yeah, I think this is the build for it. <laughs> um, I, I agree. So three and a half stars, a really good match that um, probably could have been a little bit better if given just a tip. Tittle, tittle, titillating a little bit more time. An ant here um, more is what you're saying. Yes. But <laughs> uh, well, here's the thing. <laughs> In my notes, I literally put right kid died. Yeah, see, I don't think there was a right, right or wrong kid in this match because they're right. both. They're right or wrong kid, doesn't there? No, not in this match. Either one of them winning, going right into a world title run or a main event scene. And it don't hurt neither one of the losing this match, I thought. Sleazy. Especially with Alicia getting involved multiple times. Mm-hmm. She's really embraced her heel side too now with all of this, right? Mm-hmm. I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I actually agree with the three and a half stars. Um, I do like the fact that they did end up kicking Alicia out. Um because it just it just worked well with the the progression of the match. Um, God damn, fucking these two, given more time, could really fucking tear it up. I Man. I think that they still 12, got like twelve minutes. Was gonna, but, yeah, like twelve and a half minutes for an opener. Like good yeah. for impact, but like. I don't think you're going to add much more time. Like you might get another two psychology spot in for him, but I think too much time for these guys might be a detriment. It might be. It might be. But goddamn, it's really fucking good. Mm-hmm. Uh, fat man. What? Hit your line for oh, me. Oh, so, okay. 
Yo, dog, who's like tag team matches? I do. ASOS and Chris Bay, ABC, defended the tag team championships against the good hands. Jason Hotch and John Scarler. Fat man, you can also hit him with the fucking stats. Nine minutes and 43 seconds. Christian Thompson gave us. He also gave us three and a half stars. Lazy. Uh, three stars. Um, once again. So it was above average? It was above average. Because we missed this on the we missed this on the new Japan thing, and every time the three stars was said, I'm mad that I realize it. You have to call it. It was a Mike Sanders. No, that's two and three quarters. I fuck that two and three quarters quarters shit. It's two and three quarters. Is the above average Mike said. Three stars is a good match. Two and three quarters is the Mike Sanders. I still didn't get Mike Sanders, but whatever. Because his gimmick was above average Mike Sanders. So if a match is above average. Wouldn't that be 2.6? Anything from 2.5 to 3 is above average, you dickhead. And I will be referring to it as Mike Sanders as such. (laughs) And I refer to it as such. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it it was a good match. But once again, I'm not a huge fan of ABC. Um, I, I, I... I think I'm a fan of them, and that's why I don't understand why you're not a fan of them. It's not like Leo Rush is in the match. It's a different <laughs> black guy, Sleazy. I was, <laughs> was going to say, Sleazy, he can tell ages wow. apart, but not black people. Okay, sure. Um, they're one of our subscribers. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's just – it's one of those things where it's like – it's – it was a match. It was, it was a people jumped around a lot. I mean, what, what do you okay, want me to Randy. say? Flippy doos, flippy doo. I, I, I don't want to go full flippy doo here, but it, it, it was wow, cool, yeah. But it, it wasn't like blow off my socks great, but I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I like the good hands and I like them with Brian Myers, I think. Mm-hmm. Like he got his own major brothers, we'll basically call it now, which is pretty cool. But there was no way they were beating them. Re- realistically, I didn't see there was a way they were beating them. I figured ABC right. was winning this the whole time. Right. And Chip won bye bye. In fact, Chip left us unfortunately. I I figured that would happen eventually. So. Fact man. Well, fuck you, sleazy, underrated piece of shit. Four stars. Mm. This was great. This was great as expected. Fucking ABC Club could do no fucking wrong. They're just putting on banger match after banger match. Okay, cool it down, Seamus. So banger after banger after banger. I can't believe they were gonna call them banger bros. Right? (laughs) The fuck is wrong with you people? I can believe it. Well, this is the the same thing where it was like great balls. And a pay-per-view called Great Balls. Of fire. Oh, fire. And the fireballs. Oh, yeah, that was good. Um, hey, uh, Sleazy, you're the women's wrestling enthusiast. I am, actually. Our next match was a dog collar match. I think that's pretty sexist, but we'll go on anyways. Because two of these girls are actually kind of pretty. <laughs> Killer Kelly and Masha Slamovich. Batman. <laughs> That's them. 11 minutes and 51 <laughs> seconds. Uh, Christian Thompson gave it um, 
three stars. It's a dog collar match, <laughs> not a bag over their heads match. Um, I think this is a prime example of giving the Impact Women's roster a chance because they have a lot of good people on it. They're going to put out a banger match. And if you're not following the product or you don't know who either two of these girls are, you're just like, ah, oh, women in a dog collar match, whatever. Go watch this match. This is really good. Like, they gave the girls time to shine. And like with NXT, for me, when they give women's that big moment on a pay-per-view and you don't expect a lot out of it and it turns out to be really good, and that's what I think this match was. Sleazy. 100% agree. Four stars for me. This was just really well done for a gimmick match that, once again, one of the hardest matches you can put together is some sort of Texas bull rope, dog collar. Anytime where you're you're tying two hands of competitors together, it's always a nightmare. And they did a great job with the stipulation. They put everything together pretty well. Um, I thought it was pretty violent for what it was and i just really loved it and don't forget well i can say this now because she's now former gcw world champion but this is just showing her chops once again in a no disqualification style match and killer kelly's amazing too she is yeah fat man all right i'm gonna bring you guys back down to earth this was not a good match at all Oh, get the fuck out of here. Why don't you go fuck off with ABC Club? Um, This was my worst match of the night. I gave this one and a half stars. I I hated it. I thought it was boring. I thought it was sloppy as shit. I thought they did not have great chemistry at all. They should have just stuck with like a street fight, but I understand they couldn't do that because there's already one on the show. I hated it. This was just bad but also the typical fuck you i'm gonna kick out of my own finisher and pin you with my own finisher so yeah it was just i don't know it was listen bad. suspend disbelief dickhead the rock <laughs> hitting a stone cold stunner on the rock on stone cold is not as powerful as stone cold hitting the stone cold stunner he knows the move better you know it's funny because this this came up recently uh, because Austin was talking about how every time that Scott Hall hit him with a stunner, it always looked like shit by intent. Like he, Scott made it look bad to show how good Austin was when he hit the stunner. That's brilliant. It, it, it's perfect for, for that kind of stuff. Because if you show that it's not just the move that's doing it, it's the person performing the move that makes it so devastating. That's what makes stuff work. Like anybody can throw a, a short arm clothesline, but Okada can kill people with it. You know, it's the same concept. Anybody can throw a super kick. Shawn Michaels will take your head off. Mm-hmm. Same thing. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Next match and the first shocker of the night, I'll call it. <laughs> yeah, right. Chris Saban. Uh, versus Trey Miguel for the X Division Championship. Uh, stats: thirteen minutes and twelve seconds. Christian Thompson gave us three and three quarters. I'll go with me first to make it easier. When this happened, when Saban wins, I was like, 
cool. Non-time tag team champions. Spoiler for later without saying it, but saying it, there's no way you're going to have the Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero moment at the end of this pay-per-view and just enjoyed the match for what it was and didn't think of anything else, but I did enjoy the match. I like Saban. I like Miguel. I thought the boys killed it. Fat man. Three, two, one. The Vegas Golden Knights for Stanley Cup champions. Um, love Ooh. the match. Four stars. Um, I can't read my own handwriting. Uh, Holy fuck. Right? Pretty much the same finish as the last one. Like, but I'll not- kick out of my own finisher so I can beat you with my own finisher. Well, this match was way better. So, yeah. This was better than the first one. Yep. Yeah. Wait. Let me take a look. But yes, go ahead. Yeah, sleazy go while he's four stars. I I thought this was phenomenal. Shocker title change, in my opinion. Um, I did not expect uh Saban to win here. I really didn't. Honestly, which would make you least expect later on. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. 150%. I thought this was all this was going to be is, you know, Saban going out on his like last run, you know, type of thing, you know? But goddamn, it was good. I get the same rating. Same rating, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I find uh, this next match concept that we're talking about fucking deadly. Uh, Fat Man, hit me. You didn't talk about what the match concept was or who was. What does the match start off as, Fat Man? The match start starts off as as I'm. I guess I'm running the segment out. An eight man. You're a fucking idiot. You fucking idiot. Say the thing. Do the thing. Do the thing that you say. That's real funny. That makes me laugh every time about the matches that are tag. Oh, oh, yo, dog. I heard you like tag team matches. I do. Eight, he four. needed to get shit for that because he gives me shit for it. He, d- he does, yeah. The last and, hour. And every other time I've ever brought that up to you, Fat Man, to be like, uh, hit me with it like differently, you know it's a tag match and you always hit your mark every time except this one. You were like, oh, no. Because it Fuck was her. like a tag match and not a tag match at the same time. And it's like All 11 right. o'clock at night and I'm tired. Okay. So eight, well, four, now one. he's going. Right. 8-4-1 match to determine the number one contender for the World Impact Championship. Team one, Bully Ray, Heath Slater, Jonathan Gresham, and Nick Aulis defeated. Well, they won. They defeated the other team of Mike Bailey, Moose, iPhone, iPhone. Thank you. PCO and Rich Swan by Pinfall, which led into the phase two part, which the fatal four-way match, which Nick Aulis won by submission over Bully Ray, Heath, and Jonathan Gresham. Fat Man stats. Uh the whole match went 19 minutes, six seconds. He split this up into two parts, but I'm just gonna combine them. He gave this the Mike Sanders. Yeah. Two, two, two and three quarters. As a whole? As a whole. Yep. Hmm. I don't like that at all. Because I thought this had a lot of story. There was a lot of intertwining things. Um, Mike Ball Speed Bailey is also a good little fan that I enjoy. And I had to say his name full this time because I had to read it wrong last time. But yeah, uh, everything about this had something connected somewhere. 
fucking Scott Moore coming back with Bully Ray and all that stuff. This was more, you got a 20-minute show, not a 20-minute match. And that's, you're looking at basically your top-tier impact guys in every couple of divisions that they have in this match too. So impact is standing really good going forward. And again, stuff that you don't really think after my mindset after this match was Nick Aldis, Scott Mac or uh, Steve Macklin is going to be a deadly fucking match. to anniversary was my opinion when this match ended. Sleazy. Um, I love this concept, actually. I, I was I didn't think it would play out the way it did. Um, but if you look at the both sides of the match, easily either side, the fatal four-way, there were still a couple of people on each side that you could go, mm, they could win that. They they could be number one contender. So I liked how they positioned the eight-man tag itself. And I thought I thought it was a good concept, and I think they should continue doing this concept in the future because I think it's a great way to get a bunch of people a possibility of looking like a potential contender down the road without you know really pushing them all that much. Guys like Heath and Mike Bailey, who are great, they weren't coming into this. You know, Jonathan Grisham, great, probably wasn't going to make it to the end, you know, but the match itself, I liked it. Um, I gave it as a whole three and a quarter stars. I, I didn't split it up at all because I, I figured it was just kind of one, one match in theory. Um, I did not like the Scott DeMora spots. Well, for what it was back, like for how it went with the flaming table and all the shit from the previous, it made sense. It did. Uh, I, I more want to talk about. You know what this match reminded me of? The What's wild that? card match from '95 Survivor Series. Yep. Right, because yeah. everything was mingled in, and how good that one was in my mind too. Of like the aspects of everything. So, and there wasn't a wrong winner, but Nick Aldis had to win this. Mm-hmm. I think this was. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it wasn't the right call. Um, I and I've said this before in in previous Impact shows is that. We're trying to build all this up a little bit in impact. This was a great way to kind of cap that in saying, yo, he's a good star. Here's a number one contendership. Look who he beat. So fair. Batman. Uh I'm close to sleeves. I gave it three and a half. I thought it was really good. I do like the concept. I do wish they bring it back. Uh yeah, it's unique. It's a different match content we haven't seen before, and I pretty much like it, yeah. What a way to do an eight-man tournament in the night, though. Yeah. Right? Like, realistically, you could break it down into uh, the four-way. You can make that attack. If you really want to stretch the three matches, you can make the, the winners of the eight-man do a tag match. And then the two tag teams face off if you wanted to do it a, a whole night theme. Mm-hmm. So you can always expand on it and change it that way, which, which I like. Didn't they do something? Well, it wasn't similar, but it was kind of interesting. The the wild, what was it called? Um, the tag team like, one. Yeah, the I can't remember what they called it. It wasn't tag team turmoil, but it was like, um, fuck, what was it called? I'm going to look it up now. I know what one you're talking about. It was with it was randomly set up partners. Yeah, 
So they'd randomly set oh, Partners battle. up. No, that was WCW. He's talking about TNA. Yeah, oh. TNA had a version of it. It was an entire one-night tournament. And I think the 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 tag team won they won singles shots, I believe. I can't remember exactly what the rules were, but it was it was innovative in the fact that you pretty much had guys, you know, you had tag wrestlers facing each other in, in some parts of the tournament. You had guys that can they coexist, but it actually made sense in the in the storyline of the the tournament so it was it was really cool concept so this is and of course how are we not forgetting shit like king of the mountain so king of the mountain is an underrated match right so tna has a history of innovating some pretty decent ideas for match types yep was it called the wildcard tournament it might have been yeah whatever the term well now because there's two because there's a wildcard tournament where they had random pairings and there was the, as I'm bringing it up here now, I just fucking had it. There was the eight-card stud tournament, which was a random setup. And there was the TNA Championship Series where they had members from each division in the tournament facing yeah. off. And if you won the tournament, you won the title shot for the division you represented. It wasn't that. It was. It had to have been the wild-card tournament. It had to have been. It happened on a page. Oh, there he goes again. That's the first he time he. And Joe. Okay. This was a long time ago. <laughs> it, it was, yeah. Okay. We continue on. Hey, uh, Sleazy, you're our women's wrestling enthusiast. So you can start us off first when we talk about Diana Peraza and Trinity versus Giselle Shaw and Shavana Evans. Really? Uh, Yo, dog, I heard you like tag matches. I went with the women's side of it. Yeah, you well, like I, I wanted to reciprocate by going with the tag side. Oh, I love reciprocation. <laughs> Batman stats for this gets uh, rainbow he, he also loves penetration. Ten minutes and three seconds, Christian Thompson gave this an okay match for a house show. There, that, there went the rainbow with the penetration. Uh, yes, Lisa, you can still go first. This was not good. Um, this was a star and a half, and I think I'm being generous here. It's only just, because Naomi's in the match. <laughs> I, I think I think the old the sole uh, reason. Oh, okay, thanks. The sole reason why this was any good at all was because of Trinity. Um, what does that say a, about Diana Perazzo, though? Right, and, and and normally I'm a huge fan of Diana Perazzo, but this was this was the absolute opposite of what I was talking about beforehand when you're talking about can they coexist type of things? Because eventually you're going to have the two of them face off. Yeah, really. they, already, they already announced it for some anniversary. Right. Before yeah, it was, it was announced happened. before this and they kind of... Right. But that's yeah. my point is that it was the can they co coexist thing. Um, so it, it was a throwaway match to begin with. And it, it, it just seemed like no one cared. Fat man. Wrong kids died. Um, I can see that. I, I thought the better story would it be for Prazo to quote, turn on Trinity and cost her the match. Therefore, you build up the anniversary and you're making Sean Evans. So I, I, you know, I thought the wrong kids died. Two stars. Yeah, it was, you know, 
wasn't it, great, but it wasn't bad, I guess. Wrestling-wise, it could have been better. Storyline-wise, it kind of... I don't know. It's not very... I'm trying to think of recent instances where the main champion and their challenger teamed up and there wasn't a heel turn that come out of it. Or one didn't turn on the... You know what I mean? I'm trying Michael, to... Michael Cena. The only one I can think of. No, he'll turn on him. The next no, night after before, Mania. Yeah, but up to the match, he didn't. Fair enough. Okay, that's true. No, that, and just thinking about it that way, then Giselle Sean Shivana Evans should have won via shenanigans. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll, I'll put a spin on it this way. Why would you turn Praza? Why not turn Trinity? Uh, Star power. But Praza. that's exactly why. Look at the outcasts in the AEW. Look at fucking Soraya and Tony Storm and Naomi's clearly fucking going back to WWE at some point. Well, here's the difference between the two. All three of them had been there for at least a little bit. Naomi, this is what? Naomi was fourth match with the company? Third match? At most, yeah. Yeah, so ride that fucking train until the wheels fall off. Plus Perazzo's a natural heel. Yeah, and Perazzo is a natural heel. But if you're going to turn Trinity, I would give it a little bit and let the shine dine down a little bit with her yep. before turning her. You know what Deanna Prazo is? Tesha Blanchard without the bitchy attitude. That, I mean, that's fair. Right. And it's the only thing about because every time I think about Prazo and fucking Blanchard, like their styles are the same, how they wrestle, they kind of look similar enough at Prazo or at. Blanchard was, or Tessa was a little bit smaller. But yeah, it's basically, uh, Prazo is Blanchard, but she doesn't have the attitude. So maybe they should have gave her the world title. Maybe? Agreed. Hey, Sleazy. I heard you like trios matches. I do. Ohio versus everything. Sammy Callahan, Jake Chris, and a returning Mad Mad Fulton. Versus the design, Diener, Angels, Khan. Fat man with the stats. Match of the night. This was awesome. This is storytelling. The action was typical street fight. Shenanigans. Um, four and a half stars. This oh, what the fuck was it missing? Your face. Uh 14 minutes, 57 or 53 seconds. Christian Thompson gave it three and three quarters. Um, yeah, I thought it was match of the night. I love the finish with the bat coming into play because that's what started it. Fucking great. What, what was wrong with it then? It's a hardcore match. You know how I look, hate hardcore matches. That is but funny. I love this one. So <laughs> I just can't go five stars. Well, you like, Chip, under 10, under 10 minutes can't be four stars. Oh, there was a chair shot. Was there? That's a hardcore match. That can't be five stars. Yep, 100%. Didn't well, you fucking a... rate Seth and Cody and Hell in a Cell five stars, dickhead? Mm, I'll have to look. I don't think I did. Maybe I yeah, did. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. All right, we all did. But I'll have to look. Sleazy. Uh, four and a half stars as well. I, I can you. tell. What was it missing? I'll get there. Jesus Christ. I needed five more minutes, man. I needed more time. This is under 15. I I think if they... they Can't go five out, stars, it's under 15. <laughs> right? I'm not chip, you fuck. Um, 
You're not. That's four stars with ten. You're five stars with fifteen. <laughs> okay, fair. Um, I thought if they they spaced the spots out a little bit more, it would have uh, given a little bit more impact. Ha ha ha. Um, I think they rushed through the first half of the match a little bit, but goddamn, it was a fucking car crash anyway. So I mean, it it was what it was, and it was fucking beautiful to watch. Yeah, well, that's like. That was that's me and you, anyways. We are the ECW that hardcore right. star. We like that shit. Like this was fucking great. Like Sammy Callahan can do no wrong for me mm-hmm. in Impact. Everything he does is great. He's like he's there, Moxley. It, 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 like in terms of he's the mm-hmm. guy you can go to for any situation. He's gonna knock it out of the park. Moxley bleeds a little bit more, but like for AEW, Moxley will get you whatever you want whenever you want it. For a, for Impact, call Sammy Callahan. Right, shitty. The other Chris brother isn't going to come back, but Mad Mad Fulton's a good replacement there, and it makes sense. So overall, this was fucking great. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm okay with the substitution, and yeah, fuck Dave. <clears throat> Singles match for the Impact World Championship. Steve Macklin defends against Alex Shelley. Now, before we get into the stats and anybody else here, I really would like to go back and listen to the old podcast just to see if any of us <laughs> were I ever, sure as hell did. Yeah. Yeah. I messaged the chat. Okay. Family hit with stats. 22 minutes, 41 seconds. Christian Thompson gave this four stars. When we talked about this and everything that, and I messaged the chat and I said, guys, when can we talk about this show? Because that had just happened, which has been Alex Shelley's world fucking champion in Impact. And it took me off by surprise and waiting for it so long to talk about it too because this is a huge moment. Like, Alex, Alex Shelley's been a TNA original. Like, when Saban won the belt from Bully oh, yeah. Ray, that is 10 years ago now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Right? Ace and Eights was about 10 years ago now. So Shelly went away. Shelly did the stuff. The perfect, perfect example of there is no way Jay Briscoe's winning the Ring of Honor world title because here is there's no way Alex Shelly, a tag team guy, normally in that division, they don't really go for like everything about that. The Jay Briscoe reference to the Alex Shelly works here and as soon as like I watch it and as soon as he hits the move and as soon as the three count hit I go holy shit that's fucking cool I love it these are certain moments in wrestling is really cool that you know and you believe in and you believe in Alex Shelley because you've been around forever there's that respect with Alex Shelley so this is fucking great and it sucks he's losing the belt to all this at Slammiversary Fat Man so literally I started it Sunday night couldn't finish it, so I finished it last night. And I just soon, get a random message. <laughs> yeah, I messaged Ryan privately, and I went, holy shit. And he immediately knew what I was talking about. He's right. like, right? 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 <laughs> um, I did not see this coming. There's no way Jay Briscoe is winning the ROH World title. Um, I thought Macklin should have definitely held this a little bit longer. I'm so, going to 
disagree with you about Shelly losing the title. What, what do you mean? A slammiversary to all this. Oh, you don't think he's going to? Nope. It's right outside of Detroit. Uh, right about here? Right about here, yeah. Right about there, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think he's going to hold it for at least things going to beat all this a little bit and then hold it for a little bit and then drop it eventually to all this. Or lose to Saban. Slammiversary is in July. A month title reign. They, they, I can see. Just to say you're a world champion. Yeah, and in Canada, just because it's out, like outside of Detroit, it's in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Yes, I know close to Detroit, but still in Canada, so that's not going to matter as much. It, in all effect, it's right next to it. I mean, literally across the bridge. Yeah. Um, you also got what option B? Option C, and I'm C. Quite, like. Get out of my head because I'm currently looking into when Destination X usually comes, so I can check in the option C. I and thought C. that was always July. I thought Sun Bruce was June, Destination X was July. But they must switch it up. Or they're doing, uh, excuse me, haven't they done on random impacts before, like Destination X? As like impact specials? Um, I think they but, were doing them as impact specials, not yeah, yeah, as yeah. pay-per-views. No, no, no. I'm just saying like as like an impact TV show. There has not been oh, a Yeah, there has not been an impact pay-per-view since 2017. Yeah. They can do um, it whenever. Yeah. So essentially whenever they feel like doing it. So yeah, but option C is definitely on the table. That's save insurance heel, obviously. But yeah. So that and that's another reason why I think Shelly's retaining. He doesn't have to turn heel for that to work. He doesn't, but I think he will. Um, which one? Sh- Shelly's the one that's the uh, physical therapist, right? Yes. Yes. So I think Shelly, they do a thing where Saban turns heel and um, wins the title. And Shelly puts his career up for one more shot. So, the last two... Ca- I don't hate that, Sleazy. Um, the last two cash-ins were Josh Alexander in October 2021 mm-hmm. and Frankie Kazarian in November 2022. So, if an option C is coming, it looks to be they changed it to put it near the end of the year. Okay. Right? Even the one before that, Brian Cage was... January 6th of 2019, but it was still the January. Right. So it was like in the winter. Yeah. I can't see Saban or Shelly holding the belt that long. I can't either. No. I also didn't see Macklin losing so fast, so what the fuck? Yeah, I didn't. That's right? <laughs> the reason I asked that is Slammiversary runs this year, July 15th, so we got a month. Right now, it's scheduled to be Alex Shelley versus Nick Aldis. Impact has Impact specials all the time. There's no conceivable reason that you couldn't think they wouldn't switch that title back to Macklin before Slammiversary. WWE right, like presents you, Roadblock. Like like a uh, TV or even on like an episode of Impact. Mm-hmm. Well, like the Impact 
plus monthly specials. Even that when you. I don't think there is one before. Is there one before Summersary? I don't no, think there no. is. Emergence is August. That's why I was double checking. Emergence is August twenty seventh. So there's not. So it'll just be the month of TV. So yeah. they would never do a, a title switch on TV when they're taping because it would get out so quickly. Be... That's a lie. Last time they did a title switch on TV and taping was when ABC won the tag belts. No, I mean World Championship though. The last time it happened was because Josh Alexander got hurt. And but he didn't really. He... Got he didn't even vacated. he let it he vacated. He lost the vacant. He lost the right. vacant. Well, that was my point, is he lost the vacant. But no, um, but really doing that type of title switch would be very in this day and age would be kind of blowing their their spot Or you add this. Macklin to the triple threat. You could do threat. that. You could definitely do that. I, I don't know. It just there's so many different options there that Anything could be pretty decent there. So, let's play a game and see how close you guys can get. Wait, hold on, Sleazy. What would you rate the match? I gave it three and a half. It was still a nice match, but super shocking finish. Um, I I did not expect Shelly to win. And I, I love the, the, the Guerrero-Benoit moment at the end, too. So, we have to, you know, give props to Benoit on the show, I guess. So, not counting Rampage, where Christian Cage won the Impact title, can either one of you tell me the last time the world title on Impact, or the world title appeared on Impact on TV show and changed hands? And changed hands? It was the taping. Wait, wait, say that again? The last time the Impact world title changed hands on Impact television. 2019, and I'll I'll just guess it was Rich Swan losing it. There was one in 2019. It was Sammy Callahan, though, on Impact TV. And it was also a taped episode that aired on tape delay okay. four days later. But there was one after that. Okay. Eric Young. It was oh, reco- yeah. It was recorded August 15th, aired on tape delay September 1st, 2020, during the COVID stretch. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I'm just looking what other time, but just because I was curious on episodes. Eric Young on TV with Sammy Callahan one was on TV. Uh, Austin Aries won it on a television episode, and that was back in 2018. And he won it on two. Uh, so it's not unlike them to do it by the looks of this. Is more or less what I was trying to get out there. So yeah. I could. Like, they got a month to tape TV, and they tape them, like, two weeks at a time. You never know. But right. final thoughts on the show? Sleazy. I thought it was a good show. Um, I think it was better than New Japan's show. Ever better. Uh, um, the, the floor was higher, but the ceiling was lower. If that makes any sense, there wasn't anything that was as mind-blowingly great as a couple of the matches on New Japan, but all the matches were decent here, to, decent to good at a bare minimum. It's like banging a bunch of sevens instead of banging two nines and a lot of twos, right? <laughs> and trust me, I, I'm I'm usually in the latter. Fat man. 
It's impact. <laughs> what, what do you want me to say? It's impact, Ryan. Come on. I, I understand. Same with me. Like, I'm going to gush over impact and suck impact dick because impact's fucking great and they keep producing banger after banger after banger special events or pay-per-views or whatever you want to call it because they are different when you look them up. But, like, you never leave an impact show not at least mostly satisfied. I mean, when you're banging sevens. <laughs> so um, that's impact on. Cool. Uh, we've got nine bits of rumors. I'm actually running the news and rumors segment, which is weird. Uh, these all came from uh, Raja.com. Um, been around for decades. My normal uh, uh, sources. Source. Here. Um, first of all, Rocky Romero revealed that WWE made him an offer to come in during the Cruiserweight Classic, according to him. Uh, so they really wanted me for the Cruiserweight Classic, um, but then they wanted to offer me a coaching position afterwards. So I think they, if they didn't offer me the coaching position, they just offered me the Cruiserweight Classic, I probably would have signed with them. But because they wanted me to coach, he decided to decline about it, decline it and go back to New Japan instead. Any thoughts on that? Rocky Romero in a WWE ring. Commentator. Commentator. I just think he's a better commentator than wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but he's even better commentator. Like, I actually me. agree. I, I loved his promos, too. I loved it when he was uh, basically um, valeting for uh, uh, Rapungi 3K. He, um, he would have been a really good teacher in WWE, let's be fair. And, like, back then when that happened versus now, like, if you're a teacher of WWE now, can't you still, like, do some indies? Or, like, can't you, like, work out a deal with them compared to, it like, back then depends. you couldn't really, they weren't really as forgiving? I think it depends on who the talent is. I would agree. I enjoy Rocky Romero, but he would have been a good teacher in WWE. I, I would also agree with that, too. Because I think he's he's got a good guy, a good, um, mindset for specifically tag wrestling but just mm -hmm. in the ring he's just really good at what he does um i'm going to i'm going to skip that one uh wwe was re, uh reportedly considering repackaging maximum male models uh supposedly vince mcmahon didn't like them um but the word internally within wwe's creative team is that vince mcmahon was originally high on the team but he didn't want to be flamboyant, but then Triple H took over, and then blah, 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 and then uh, it came back, and blah, blah, blah. It's just this fucking bullshit that keeps coming up with who's actually running the show. Um, and I, I want to point this out really quickly, is that have you guys noticed on the weekly specifically, because, you know, I don't watch the product, um, do you guys see a bit of a disjointed um, show currently when you're watching it, watching the weeklies? I, I Obviously, you're not going to see it as much on the pay-per-views because they have an idea of what they're doing. But the weeklies tend to get changed a lot. If it does, I don't know this is as hectic as what everybody's pointed out. Now, maybe I'm not looking for it, but... That's just what I see. I'm just still understanding it's wrestling, so anything's possible and like stuff like that. I'll always buy into that first, but I don't 
see the chaos that all the dirt sheets are talking about. Okay. Right. Like, how dare Vince McMahon be at a show where he's a boss? Where he's a boss. Yeah. How dare he? Like, oh, I can't believe this. Oh, Vince McMahon's running creative. He's going to go into the toilet. Like he hasn't been doing it for 40 years. Right. Like one, like he has been making money for 40 years and not only making money, making the most fucking money. He made fuck you hush money is what he made. I mean, you're not wrong. No. He had fuck you hush money. And then when that transpired and and there was no fuck you hush money anymore. uh, Right. But yeah. Um, Let's uh, continue on because I know we're, we're, we're getting late here. Um, Tony Khan's clarified that basically there's not going to be a hard roster split like people have been claiming is going to happen. Um, and also that pretty much any title is going to be on both shelves. Tony Khan will also say whatever the fuck he needs to say at that point to swerve people or try to get people off of certain things. So I don't really believe that. I think there's going to be more of a hard roster Split, it's not going to be as Rye SmackDown E2002, where it was a hard-headed split, but you're going to have a couple of guys jump back and forth. There is going to be somewhat of a semblance of split if the CM Punk drama is true and people don't want to be around them. That may be true, but I think as a general rule, there's going to be a bunch of people on both shows. I, I really don't believe that they're going to do any type of real roster split unless there's legitimate heat going around backstage. Batman, what do you think? Um, I'm... It doesn't matter, does it? I mean, if CM Punk's on on collision, he'll get a little bump in the ratings, I do believe, but I... it's, It's... Saturday nights are a hard night. For wrestling like I, I don't i don't they're not gonna draw a million regularly i don't think uh so i don't think it matters to be honest it's just another show that turner wants live sports is cheaper to produce than original programming so yeah. Yeah. i mean which which is stupid because it's still original programming right but yeah, so I don't think it really even matters. Okay, um, Fat Man. Hmm. August twentieth, there's a yes. brand new announcement comes out. Well, it was a couple of days ago. We're officially getting the Ace. Roshi Tanahashi will be in Philadelphia for the 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 Multiverse United Two show. Uh, Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling in the 2300 Arena. They've officially announced it. Tickets are going to go on sale Friday, June 16th. Wait till at least 11 a.m. so I can get the tickets, please, everyone listening. Um, But, yeah, come out and see us. We'll talk about that later on another show. Um, You guys probably saw the new women's titles, haven't you? Mm -hmm. So... Asuka gets a brand new title. It looks exactly like the old one with a little bit of a tweak. And then you realize, oh, it looks like the new Undisputed title. 
We get to Monday. Rhea Ripley gets a new title. Oh, look. It looks exactly like the World Heavyweight Championship. Except it's white. Okay, well, that makes sense. Um, So we have some news about that. Uh, WWE has made efforts as of late to streamline repackage titles. Um, FightfulSelect.com. Fuck them. It confirms that the reason WWE presented Asuka with a new belt is to clean up the Raw SmackDown situation while also wanting her championship to resemble the one Roman Reigns was presented with. No shit, Sherlock, right? Um, WWE's decision to unify the titles dates back to day one after Reigns got COVID. Um, There were plans to have the titles separated again by 39, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, meanwhile, the tag titles in WWE and NXT are going to be combined. Um, I don't remember, uh, when that's happening. It's in a couple weeks, I guess. The women's tag titles. Yeah. Yeah. The women's tag titles. Mm-hmm. Um, but this has been going, this plan went back all the way to April. So they were planning on doing this for a long time. It's believed that the unification of the tag titles would have already happened if it not for all the injuries in the women's division. Um, finally, that the only re- remaining point of frustration is WWE's continued usage of the term undisputed when referring to Reigns and Asuka's respective titles, especially when Seth Rollins is a world champion and now Rhea Ripley is an equivalent champ, both on Raw. One WWE official stated that the situation is admittedly confusing, and despite objections, WWE higher-ups have dismissed that feedback and instead insisted on keeping the undisputed tagline during those belts. Um, first thoughts on the new titles. Start with Fat Man. I don't mind them. Uh, you, you get the Raw and SmackDown out of the way. You knew, um, out of there. So when we have this draft, it, you know, it, it's that, um, I, I heard someone say that, oh, you're, you're devaluing the titles for making it look like the men's titles. I'm like, if you want women to be seen on equal footing, Having the titles the exact same wouldn't that help? I, I think it elevates the title, in, in I, my opinion. I 100% agree with you. They should be exactly the same as the men's title in yep. that respect. Because what's what is the difference other than the gender? Right. They are the top champion of that brand. Yep. In theory, in the world. Ryan, what's your thoughts on the belts? Uh, outside of the Oscars, one saying the word undisputed which is kind of stupid. Like, I get why Rain says Undisputed, because he has two belts, and it's referred to as the two belts as such. But Asuka's saying Undisputed is just kind of yeah. weird. But that's that. my only gripe. Had they have taken that out, it would have been fine. Just said Women's Championship and Women's World Championship, like, that way. That's my only gripe with it, that Asuka says Undisputed. And there's dirt sheet articles out about saying how every time this is brought up, they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. Like it's dismissed for the word the way they're throwing out the word undisputed. But yeah, that's my only issue. Both belts look great and it's a great idea. Depends on now well which belt are you gonna send to championship teams now? Now you have women's ones that you can send to like mm-hmm. and it's not hard to tell Endeavor's there. And I, I feel like this is definitely an Endeavor thing. They have like similar belts that way, and it's fine. I would agree with it. Um if you look at the Raw Women's Championship history, it's kind of weird. 
um, mainly because it was it it replaced the Divas Championship, but it's a separate lineage. So technically, that that title's only been around seven years, and it's never been like there's been times, obviously, where the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion champion was the same person, but it was never unified, unified. But the, and, the, these aren't new women's belts either. They just right. renamed them. Right, yeah, and I'll, that's... yeah. Well, the only reason why I bring that up is that if you could find back in the lineage where at one point they there was a combination, then you can say, oh, well, back in 2014... when Becky Lynch was both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Champion. Right, but they were they were not combined into one belt. Well, I'm saying, yeah. like, if they combined the women's and the divas title into one belt, and but deactivated they it, they did, but they didn't do it with this belt. Is my point. This belt is brand new. This is, belt is only seven years old and has no lineage before 2016. Both, uh, yeah, I, that's what I was looking at. Yeah, both the women's titles technically are new titles. Yeah, it's yeah. So it it's it's interesting. I I I agree with you in the fact that it's stupid to call it undisputed. I I think they should have just stuck with WWE champion and then world heavyweight champion. It should we've already done this before, but whatever. Um we'll I'll the men's money in the bank has been determined. We'll talk about that on another show. Um, because there's two two big things that happened. Uh, the legendary Iron Sheik passed away on uh, June eighth, eighth, eighth or ninth. Um, obviously, huge person for the business. Uh, fuck the Hulk Hogan. Um, such a legendary person in the ring. Such a legendary person backstage. Um, was always one of those guys that was just such a major um, unique uh, wrestler. He was an undeniable talent and, you know, obviously that's, it's going to be a, you know, a huge loss. Obviously he was 81 years old, so he, he was getting up there in age, but even as recently as last month, he was still tweeting and just having a grand old time on Twitter. Um, Ryan thoughts. Um, it's going to be sad to see him because a lot, he's been ingrained in wrestling a lot, right? Like even like when I was younger, when Hogan Sheik and then coming back and being with Slaughter and like, he's always been around and like being so old and decrepit, he had to win the battle Royal at WrestleMania 17 made it just so much better because why not have Iron Sheik win that battle Royal? You know what I mean? Like I get making Slaughter win it, but, uh, Iron Sheik winning it is good. Now, and a side note, the slaughter thing, the Reddit quote of this week is just funny because somebody put up a fake quote that Sergeant Slaughter was bitching about uh, Lacey Evans stealing his gimmick. And apparently it got so elaborate that this joke that somebody photoshopped Sergeant Slaughter agreeing with a man that said, Jesus, at least when Benoit asked uh, Jimmy Snooker if he was stealing his gimmick and Snooker... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what I that's what I found on Reddit this week, and fucking loved it. <laughs> um, if you guys are not familiar with the the Reddit um, blackout that's happening as we're we're speaking about that, 
um, please go and support the support by not going there, I guess, um, at least until the end of the 14th. Um, it's to uh, protest the API uh, cost increase. Um, Fat Man. Yeah, I mean he he was he was influential. Without him, maybe there might well no, that's a lie because Hawkman started in the AWA. But yeah, I mean he put Hogan over. Excuse me, he put Hogan over, and um, yeah, I mean he his he literally had a resurgence because of Twitter. Mm-hmm. So like yeah, so good for him, and yeah, he will be missed. And we go from best worst to worster uh, uh, in terms of shitty news happening. Um, mm. AEW fires BJ Whitmer today uh, following uh, strangulation burglary charges. Um, he was arrested on Sunday, June 4th in Kentucky, domestic violence charges. Whitmer uh, was a coach and producer for AEW. According to court documents, Whitmer was charged with strangulation in the first degree and burglary in the second degree. Both charges are considered a Class C felony in Kentucky, carry a potential penalty of five to ten years in prison. Um, He was released on $25,000 bond on Monday afternoon. AEW immediately fired him um, after doing their own little investigation going, oh, you got arrested for this? Fuck you, you're out. Uh, thoughts, Fat Man? I'm not. Well, I'm not surprised they have fired him, but that came out. It was burglary and strangulation, right? Um, yeah. Weird. Yeah. Weird. Like I didn't honestly. I mean, you never really see this coming, but like, BJ Woodmer, he was a producer, and just like, hmm, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, I would have fired him right away too. So. At least they did the right thing. Ryan, thoughts? Fucking weird that BJ Whitmer's the one, though. Like, you never know what's going on in somebody's life, I guess. But, like, now, if anything, I'm more curious to look over and be like, who did he break? Whose house did he break into? And whose bitch did he choke? <laughs> um, I, I think um, at the end of the day, um it, it, here's the thing. I will say that domestic situations like that can bring the worst out of anybody. And and I hate to bring this up because he's not here, but Chip would be very uh, he would have a lot more insight in this mainly because of how his life has gone in terms of you know, just dealing with, you know, situations in marriages that didn't exactly turn out well. Uh, obviously, I can't talk to his circumstances. But the thing is that at the end of the day, you rein it in, motherfucker. You know, <laughs> I mean, what the fuck you doing? Sometimes you have to have a little bit... and. It's a bullshit thing, but anywho, um, Ryan, put yourself over. Ryan Buck got you on the Reddit and the Twitter. 
Um, fuck Chip. I'm not going to put him over because he left Deets. so much earlier. Fuck Deets. He wasn't on here. I'm at TWS Sleazy. Man. And we are Sleazy Fat Man on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Please go on over there. Give us a like. Videos you can find. Twitch.tv slash Susan Fatman, YouTube.com slash Susan Fatman, premium videos, and OnlyFans.com slash The Wrestling Show. You can find all sorts of content on TheWrestlingShow.com, including articles, merch, and a t- bunch of under, t- wow, bunch of merch and other ton of cool stuff. You can get this podcast every Saturday morning, wherever you get your podcasts, including merch. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. Don't hesitate to raise on your favorite platform. It really helps us out. Don't hesitate to download, do that automatic download. That also really helps us out. I just want to point out, and this is the first week we've actually done this. And going forward, we are going live every week on Facebook, Twitch, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. So check us out live on any one of those platforms. It's really going to be cool that we're going to do this in the future. Uh, so check that out. So with thanks to uh, Ryan, who just left. So fuck him. Fuck Deets. Fuck Chip. And for Sleazy. The fat man. This is the wrestling show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. Fuck Dave Meltzer. Fuck Kenny Omega. Or actually, fuck Tony Khan now. A hot dog's not a sandwich. A sub is not a sandwich. A burger is a sandwich. And you missed another piece of news and rumors, Sleazy. Probably. I'm I'm going to be a papa because Alexa, Alexa Bliss is pregnant. I'm a truth that you seem to run from I'm an army of one I'm a clip in your gun I'm the pain, the pain of the game The blood shed in your name When there's nothing to